What is the scariest creepiest thing you have seen heard? My parents were drug addicts, when I was young, we had a nice home, but slowly, as I matured we started living in shittier homes, when I was a teenager we rented a decent size, but rundown house in a weird neighborhood, on moving day, we set out exploring, excited to see that the unfinished basement at least had a semi-finished laundry room, underneath the stairs in that laundry room, there were some childlike drawings on the walls, a picture of five family members, including a baby, with the caption our new home, it was a little weird, but whatever kids draw in random ducking places, we just covered up the art and used the laundry room. That basement was super creepy, there was always a feeling of something watching you. All of us experienced some kind of weird thing in this house. Now, I believe in ghosts because of an earlier experience I've had in a much older house, but I still remain skeptical. Everyone who stayed with us or visited us reported hearing a voice of a little boy behind them at random times during the day. It was always the same thing raw. The noise that little kids always make when they are trying to scare you. We all kind of ignored it, dismissed it or lived with it. One day, I was home alone and sitting on the computer doing my online classwork. When I started to hear this weird buzzing noise, I ignored it for a while, but it just kept going. This steady buzzing noise, no one was home, even my dog was gone. I waited until my dad came home from work and fell asleep on the couch and decided to investigate. By then, the noise had been going for about two hours. I eventually followed the noise downstairs and saw my dad's electric hair clippers, turned on and just buzzing all over the bathroom floor. I was really confused as to how this happened. I turned the clippers off and heard an impatient sigh come from the other side of the basement. Not thinking, I just said, sorry, and noped the duck out of there. I got back upstairs and woke my dad up and told him he left his clippers on, hoping for an explanation. He told me he lost his clippers weeks ago and told me to go get them from the basement. The last thing that happened was something that really cemented the fact that there was something weird in that house in the minds of our whole family. My mother, brother, sister and I were all getting ready to leave the house. Keys in hand, shoes on and all of us walking towards the door. My brother stops at the fridge and says to us, I am going to take this last Pepsi. Okay, all of you s heard from the basement, a distinctly childlike voice. I'd say a boy around four or five shout, no. In direct response to this statement, it was so clear it was that bratty toddler no that so many parents are familiar with. We all solemnly looked at each other. Confirmed in each other's eyes what we just heard and hurried to the car as naturally as possible. That is probably the only house I was happy to hear we got evicted from. When I was in high school I am nearly 40 now my parents bought a good sized house, for what they paid. They were aware the house had a history but none of us were superstitious, so they bought it. The history of the house was that a man had killed himself there. The people who lived there in the early 80s had rented the basement of the house to their friend. His wife left him, and I guess the divorce was messy. He didn't die in the house, but in the driveway. He ran a hose from his exhaust into the window of his car. My parents lived in the for over 10 years. We always joked about the place being haunted. The basement in particular, just had a creepy feel to it. I never got the whole feels like you're being watched feeling before then, and haven't since. But you just got that feeling. There were always small things going on creaky floors, breezes, crap like that. Most were dismissible. Here's the stories that stand out. My mother was reading a book in the living room late at night. Sometimes she had trouble sleeping, and was going read, until she got tired. This night was was sitting there, and heard a metal noise like a ding. Then the clack 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 of something hitting the floor. She turned around to see the final skid of a fork, as it came to a stop beside her. Three fork was sitting on a table across the room. She said it sounded like someone had hit the tongs and sent it flying across the room. Everyone else was asleep at the time. Well after my sister and I had moved out, my sister had a child. My parents bought an automated swing for the baby. 
for when they visited, the swing would randomly swing on its own, the swing would be turned off, it would just be like someone had lightly pused it, it happened enough, that my parents would just kind of mention it lightly, when it happened, they'd just say oh hey look, the swing is moving again and go about their day, one night I was staying over at my parents watching TV, it was about 2 am. And I heard a tap tap tap, it was coming from the fireplace, the swing was about 7 feet away from there for reference, the tapping was deliberate sounding, like a person, or animal had done it, I shrugged it off and kept watching TV, 5 minutes later, tap tap tap, I am intrigued now, I go to the fireplace expecting a trapped bird, nothing, and no taps, I turn to sit down, and once I pass the swing, tap tap tap, I have a better hearing vantage now, and it sounded like someone tapping on the mantle, I walk up to it, and when I get to it, tap tap tap, loud this time, nothing was there that could have caused it, and the hair in my arm is standing on edge, I, kinda spooked, turn around to go outside for a smoke before I quit then tap tap this time, instead of a third tap, the swing swung forward like, someone pushed it full force, I had a couple cigarettes instead of one, last one, back when I was just out of school, before moving out, I was up late, I was in the hall, when I hear my father yell what the duck, I asked, though their door, if everything is okay, he exits the room, he is white as a sheet, he said he woke up, and saw two old ladies standing at the foot of their bed, they were just staring at him, and mouthing something, like talking to him, said, there was no expression on their faces happy, sad, scared, and no sound, when he yelled, they disappeared, wow, this sounds eerily like my parents house, it's a brand new place, built 8 years ago, but they used the floor of a burnt down church as the flooring for the first and second stories of their place, nothing too crazy ever happens, but from time to time there's a creepy vibe, one time, my mother and I were reading in the living room and we heard a soft clinking noise, we looked around and found a nail rolling down the floor towards the stairs, it looked like it was being pulled by an invisible string, it reached the stairs and went down the spiral staircase all the way to the bottom, the creepy part was it was rolling so slowly, since then we've seen little things like rocks, screws and random objects follow the same path and end, up at the bottom of the stairs, another thing is a rocking chair that we have that just rocks on its own, it's not super creepy, but one time I was home alone with a friend and the rocking chair was going. Every time it rocked forward there was a sort of hollow thump that sounded like feet hitting the ground before the chair rocked backwards. I've never been so scared of an object before in my life. Guy lights himself on fire, runs through a parking garage and jumps from the 8th floor or so. Watching him fly through the air and hearing him scream is one of many memories I would love to forget. Hearing him hit the concrete made a sound that is hard to describe but is probably closest to the sound those kids jelly toy things make when you throw them on the ground and they flatten out. Any temporary relief I received from his screaming stopping was quickly replaced by confusion as I see what I thought was a grayish pinkish ball rolling along the ground about 10 feet away from his head towards me. Brain pulls a total derp as I think that's an odd looking basketball, wonder what it's doing over here nowhere near any, outdoor courts, snap back to reality, yup intact brain, instant out loud wtf, the sounds and smell of burning flesh are what is burned most into my soul, I guess not really scary, but these days I don't do heights or get close at all to fire, when I was a kid my bed faced the open doorway and I could see straight down the hall to my mom's bedroom. One evening when I was about 8 or 9 I woke up looked down the hall and saw a feminine figure leaning against the doorway of my mom's room. There were no distinct identifiable features, but I could tell it was a lady, and she was all white. I put the covers over my head and screamed for my mother. The next day we were at the county fair when my mom and dad are talking, basically saying we should tell her. They sat me down, 
and had explained that a lady was murdered in the house at the top of the stairs where Maj, mom's room was back before they bought it. They never arrested anyone for the murder, but people speculated it was her husband. They shared some of the strange things that happened in the house right after they'd moved in. There were a lot of strange things. About 20 years later my boyfriend and I are staying the weekend in the house while we're in town. We got into a slight argument, and I told him I am going to bed. And as I am walking away, I hear a very distinct voice of females one saying where are you going? And I stopped and said I told you, I am going upstairs. To which my boyfriend responded with confusion as to why I had repeated what I'd said. It hadn't registered right away. That it had been a female voice. But it was definitely like someone was there asking me. The next day I had told him the history of the house. And then he shared some strange things he had noticed over the few days but didn't tell me because he was worried I'd think he was crazy. This was two weeks ago now. I live in a small apartment. Safe one. But anyways, I live alone. And no one else has a key to my place. I had had some friends over for dinner. It was late. I said I would do the dishes in the morning. I give the cat some water and turn off the lights. Head to bed. Wake up at about 5 to go run. Flip on the lights, throw on my gear, about to head out, stop to feed the cat, then I notice my trash can, it's about 10 feet from its regular spot, which I thought odd, I am OCD about its placement, so I put it back and then I notice the scariest thing, my dishes are all done, they are all put away, my kitchen is spotless, I know I didn't have that much to drink, so by now I am freaked out, I call the cops, the guys, show up and ask what's wrong, I tell them everything, they are as shocked as I am, no signs of forced entry or anything, the only difference was my kitchen had been cleaned as I slept, and so I go to my best friend's apartment while they investigate, they turn up nothing, I am shitting my pants upon returning to my apartment, I have no clue what to think, I don't believe in the supernatural. But when this happens, small thoughts become big ones, so I truly believed something otherworldly was just haunting me for shits and gigs, but an hour later, my neighbor knocks on the door, asks why the cops showed up, I tell her the story, she laughs and tells me she got drunk and googled how to lockpick, then practiced on my door then did my dishes as compensation. I asked her how hard it was to lockpick the door, because it can't be easy. She tells me this the 10th time she has tried lockpicking my door and this is the first time she has been successful. But she was drunk every single time. I was haunted by a drunk woman who was bored. My boyfriend was in the army before I met him. This is by far the creepiest story he's told me. It gave me goosebumps. He lived in a two-story townhouse on base housing in Foothood for about six months. Tenants always came and went because of deployments. Weird stuff would happen both at night and during the day mainly thuds in his bedroom on the second floor and shuffling. He felt uneasy being in his room so he always slept on the living room couch on the first floor. On the weekends he would be up late playing Xbox Live. Being the achievement hunter he is and due to insomnia, he wouldn't fall asleep until 5am. One night, he was up late on his Xbox dashboard, sitting on a sofa chair, smoking a cigarette. His Kinect was plugged in. As many of you know, there's a screen on the bottom right corner that shows an infrared version of what the Kinect camera can see. This lets you know what it's detecting. It's really sensitive and although at times frustrating to use, surprisingly accurate. This was when the hair behind his neck stood up. He noticed the infrared screen, standing to the right of him, alongside him, was a solid female figure. He wanted me to add that he has never ever used his Kinect after this. Even after moving back home to Chicago, I can attest to that. Ha! In middle school, class was letting out and my best friend and I were walking to our buses. He had to stop by the music room to pick up his instrument to take home. So I told him goodbye. I kept walking, turned around the corner and he popped out of another door with his instrument and startled me on purpose. We walked and talked for another minute and as I was walking away from him to get on my bus I told him goodbye for good this time. That weekend he was killed in a car crash in front of his house. He was ejected and his family's car rolled over him. Now I relive that last interaction I had with him every once in a while, definitely creepy. 
I have two. I was laying in bed with both kids baby and preschooler. They're not 16 year olds lol and my husband. It seemed like I was in a half awake kind of state. I was cuddled with the baby. The bedroom door was wide open, with the bathroom light on for child comfort. All of a sudden, I see a very tall figure, taller than the door frame, reaches its long arm in under the door and wraps around the inside wall. It was wearing red. I couldn't see its face, just the right side of its body, as its head would be higher than the frame on the other side. As he slowly crept in the room, I couldn't move. I felt my heart race faster and faster. I am trying so very hard to scream, to wake my husband. He was laying behind me, all I could do was try to scream. Watching this figure come into my room, in the middle of the night, I couldn't hide my baby from it. I was losing my mind. I started to shake, trying to yell. Eventually, I woke up, screaming my husband's name and shaking around. He shot up thinking the world must be coming to an end or something I felt so bad for scaring the shit out of him. Eventually, after staring out of the room for a solid 20 minutes, I fell back asleep, exhausted. Second story. About three years ago, my husband worked third shift gone at night. We just had our son a few months ago, so it was just me and the baby at night. This was fine, until one night. It was 2.20 am on a hot summer night alright, technically morning. I had the bedroom window open, I had the fan on and the TV as well to fall asleep too. All of a sudden, the bedroom door is busted open. For a split second, I thought he's home early, until I heard in an unfamiliar voice are you in here? I froze. With my back to the door, I could see the silhouette reflection of this man in the glass of the window which I was facing. This wasn't my husband. I didn't say anything. Too afraid. I just lay frozen, eyes wide, panicking. Then he shouted fine, whatever, and slammed my door shut. I quickly, but gently not to wake the baby covered my son up with a blanket, instantly thinking I was about to be murdered. I didn't want him to get the baby. I frantically tried to think of where to hide my son, but I couldn't leave the bed because the floor creaked. He'd be able to hear me. I thought about the dresser drawer or the closet but he'd hear me moving, so I just covered him. I conveniently slept with my cell phone to occasionally text my husband at night. The first person I called was my own mother. Why? I guess you instinctually go to whoever has provided you the most comfort over the years. She didn't answer, so I called my mother-in-law. She did happen to answer. I in a terrified voice told her what was happening. She yells at me to call the police, to which I do. I get the dispatcher. She asks the usual, with me crying someone's in my house. Why are they in my house? The police are on the way, and get there fairly soon. I hear them come in downstairs, and up to my room. Nobody was in the house anymore. They asked me a few questions. I answered. Until they asked the one question that scared the ever-loving piss out of me. Who's been living in your basement? What? There's some stuff under your basement stairs. Anybody else live here besides you three? No. At least. Not that I ever knew about. When I was 16 I was sitting at a table with my mom talking about life, musing on the afterlife and reincarnation, the usual. I began to laugh and say you know, I am pretty sure I remember my past life. This was about the time her face went pale. I asked her why. That's when she began to list all of the details of my silly past life which I always felt was just a recurring dream I must have. She told me how I was the youngest child in a family of poor travelers, how my crib was the top drawer of any dresser where we would sleep and my mother was a tall, bony, angry looking woman with her hair pulled high, always wearing a long dress, all the details I was about to tell her, for what I thought was the first time, how did you know all of that? I've never told you before, I said, because that isn't the first time you've told me, she said, you told me that story many times when you were a baby, after you first learned to talk, I don't believe it, and the worst thing, she said with a dark brow, was when I would come to play with you, and you would tell me your other mother was behind me, probably not creepy scary in the way that you mean but for me the first thing that popped into my head is the night that I called the police for the first time, additionally, this story could be a bit triggering for some, I was 18, 
It was the fall after I had graduated from high school. I had been pining after these snow boots from Target for a few weeks and finally had enough to buy them I am weird. I got them, then went over to my friend's house with them on to show her. She lives directly across the street from me so it's maybe a 30 seconds walk from door to door. I hung out over there for a while, then around 10.30 decided to go home since I had to take the bus to class early the next morning. It was trash night so I went inside, grabbed a full bag, went out the garage door and took it to the curb. I heard some crunching in the leaves in my yard but it was dark and I just figured it was an animal. I went back in for the recycling bin and when I put that at the curb a man approached me. He asked for directions to a nearby street so I told him. He then leaned in and whispered in my ear I am going to rape you. I took off running towards the house, tripped on my snow boots and fell in the garage. He was behind me but I got inside and locked the interior garage door before he got to me. I heard him messing around in the garage. I ran upstairs and told my mom what happened. We called 911 and I spoke to the dispatcher while my mom found something that could be used as a weapon and went to see if he was still in the garage. He wasn't so she closed the garage door then we waited for the police. The officers drove around looking for him for a bit, then came to the house to talk to me. They didn't find him. About a week later I was on the bus and saw him. He looked right at me but the way he acted was like he didn't recognize me. I called my friend to come meet me at the bus stop by the house and we walked back to her house and called the police again. They came out but still didn't find him. Probably one of the shittiest times of my life. Oh, and I threw the boots away. I couldn't wear them after that. I nearly forgot this story. Short but creepy. I was about 16 years old and was heading back to central Indiana from Kings Island theme park in Cincinnati. Somewhere along the highway we saw a man walk out of the woods about a quarter mile up. As we get closer I noticed it is a middle-aged man completely naked other than a latex mask think BDSM and a chain around his neck. There was nobody else visible from the road. Being that I was 16 I just looked at the strange naked man and kept driving. Thinking back I always wished I had called the police. Who knows what he was doing in the woods along the highway. I work nights at a residential treatment program for teenage girls recovering from drug addiction. The program is housed in an old duplex that they have opened up so both sides are in use. The program houses 15 girls max and there are two staff on third shift. Me and a co-worker. We split the shift into four-hour increments. One staff is upstairs on the floor with the bedrooms monitoring the clients and the other is on the main floor doing whatever. We switch halfway through the night and it's easy money like nothing else. The way the house is laid out, since it's an old duplex, is that there are two living rooms one on each side of the house, kind of mirrored in location, and two main stairwells that are side by side. Creepy shit doesn't really happen there the most that you get is some girl running off in the middle of the night or catching girls having sex with each other or whatever. Normal teenage shit. Well, I come into work on Thursday night and I pots around for a minute and then head up one of the flights of stairs. I notice the one of the doors to the living room on the side of the house I will be on is partially closed. Which is a little odd the door is a massive, heavy wooden sliding door that most people don't want to duck with. Weird. But whatever. I go upstairs and take my seat and duck around on my laptop and whatever. All the clients are sleeping and I check their rooms about every half hour like I am supposed to. Around 1am, I decide to go downstairs to grab a drink. The door to that living room is completely closed. Which is very weird but I figure my co-worker decided to take a nap in there and close the door against the light. Except that I didn't hear the door close. Which is impossible. Those doors creak and groan and scrape on the floor and bang when you open close them. But. Whatever, I am not going to chance waking up my co-worker because she's ducking cranky in the middle of the night. I grab my drink and go back upstairs. Around 1.30, there's this massive crash on the first floor. I call out to my co-worker and ask her if that was her. She responds from the other side of the house that it was not, and gets up to check the first floor. I get up and check on all the clients, figuring that one of them got up when I wasn't paying attention and is sneaking down for some food or trying to get out or whatever. All the kids are in their beds and my co-worker says that there's nothing out of place. 
She checks all the doors we have four to front, two back and they are all locked. I am a little freaked, but, still, whatever, I decide, just in case one of the kids is ducking with us and has learned the schedule that we check rooms on, to do random checks so, I am up maybe every 10 to 15 minutes to check rooms, while I am on one side of the house, I hear footsteps on the other so I jet over there to see who is out of bed and ducking around, they all appear to be asleep and they are all actually in their beds, I am getting pissed, this continues until 3am, when we switch places, I go downstairs and my co-worker is in the office and asks me if I locked the cabinet with all the snacks in it in the staff fridge, I had not, she gives me the weirdest look and tells me she had left them all open because she goes in and out to get food drinks during the night, I then ask her if she had been sleeping in the living room under me and she says no. I am thoroughly freaked out and ask her if she heard the door close to that room and she once again tells me no. I could ducking feel the blood drain out of my face. Our program is in the middle of a city with lots of homeless folks so, at this point, I thought maybe one had somehow gotten into the house. I am nervous as duck and run around and check all the doors again that I had checked at the beginning of the shift and that my co-worker had checks after the big crash. One of the front doors is unlocked, so, I gather my ducking courage together and, while my co-worker hides in the office. I go to the living room and began to push the door open. I was fully expecting a crazy person with a knife to be curled up on one of the couches or a former client to have crawled through a window and be passed out on the floor. But it was empty, and the light was on, where it had been turned off before. None of the windows were open. Nothing. I am freaked out to the NTH degree and am convinced that someone is in the house. I search the first floor while my co-worker goes up to the second floor and checks all the beds again where all the girls are sleeping and accounted for. Co-worker is a very religious Spanish woman and she begins praying and talking about putting scissors in the Bible to ward off the devil and all kinds of shit. I sit on the couch in one of the living rooms and am wide awake where I am usually taking a nap. I keep hearing shit moving around upstairs and my co-worker keeps checking the beds and all the kids are asleep. I walk the inside perimeter of the house again and, as I cross over the landing at the bottom of the sets of stairs, I see a man standing on the landing above me out of the corner of my eye and I jump a foot. I look fully and, of course, there's nothing there. Around 5.30 a.m., one of the day shifters comes in and settles down to watch a movie in the other room. I let her get settled and duck around on my phone a little more and go in to talk to her around 6.30 a.m. Before I can tell her about all the night's craziness, she asks me which client is awake and crying and processing talking with my co-worker at the top of the stairs. No client is awake. No one is crying. And my co-worker is not talking. I tell her this and then tell her about all the crazy shit that happened and she flips the duck out and tells me how the half of the house that everything kept happening on is haunted and how all kinds of stuff has happened to her there. Co-worker comes downstairs and we are all comparing notes and we hear someone walking in the kitchen. All three of us head out. One of my co-workers runs upstairs to check beds and me and the other one check the kitchen we go from opposite sides. As there are two entrances, we meet in the middle and, nothing. By that time, it's 7 am and it is time for me to get the duck out of there and, boy, was I happy to go. Told a bunch of my other co-workers what happened and they apparently think of me as the common logical one. And they are freaked out. I work for the next week on high alert and nothing else. Thankfully, happens. I am still convinced that someone snuck into the house either one of the girls had a boyfriend or dealer come in or someone broken or whatever. We have zero security beyond the locks on our doors and it is entirely plausible that someone could have gotten in. Ducking crazy shit. I have never been so freaked out at a job as I was then. The first week of July, 2011 was the creepiest, scariest week of my life. On the first night I went into my bedroom and noticed my closet door was open, and a foul odor like cat piss, but stronger was coming out of it. I febrezed it, shut the door, and fell asleep. Next night, 
before going to sleep a really heavy presence settled in the room, and the stench returned out of nowhere. A hot uncomfortable static in the air. Movement drew my eye to the corner of the room and I saw a dark shape. Darker than the shadow around it crouched down. It seemed like it was staring at me a few seconds. And then disappeared. Freaked me the duck out. The third night. Five minutes after I laid down in bed that same presence and smell settled in the room. I could hear scratching from the closet. And occasionally a sort of low noise between a growl and laugh. I turned on the light. Opened the closet nothing there. Went back to bed and fell asleep pretty quick. Though I woke up at some point half asleep and heard a metal squeaking sound. When I woke up next morning I realized what the sound was. The metal chair I keep in my closet had been propped up next to my bed. This is what really got to me. Because it gave me the idea that something was watching me while I slept. I put the chair back. And left my room. That night I didn't even try to sleep. I left the lights on and messed. Around on a laptop. At 3.13 am I heard one loud, eerie bang on my door. I heard my dog in the next room start barking immediately. So I know she heard it too. Opened the door. No one was in the hallway. I could hear everyone snoring down the hall. On the fifth day I crashed on my couch. And had a really vivid nightmare about this owl outside the window just staring at me. And I couldn't look away. Woke up in a sweat etc. Anyways I was in the den later that night. Maybe 10.30 pm. Parents are asleep. I got up from the computer to go downstairs and smoke. I stepped outside the room and from my left I heard the distinct sound of someone walking across the second floor landing it always creaks and makes a popping noise at the spot closest to. The den I looked over expecting to see my mom walking from her bedroom. Instead it was the shadow I had seen in my room. Much darker than all the shadows around it. Coming at me extremely fast. Adrenaline took over. I swung at it. And hit nothing. This scared me so much I ran downstairs and grabbed a knife. And just stood in the kitchen waiting and listening. Eventually the heavy presence went away and I went to the couch to sleep. On the sixth day my mom woke me up before going to work. It was still pretty dark in the house. My brother had slept over at a friend's. So I was home alone. I poured cereal. Sat down and watched TV. Not 20 minutes had gone by since my mom left and the presence and the stench settled into the living room, much stronger than in my bedroom or closet. I was so fed up and angry I jumped up and turned to the darkest corner of the room it seemed to permeate from and yelled at the top of my lungs get the duck out of here. And it must have because after that I never had another experience. I didn't tell anyone until about a week later when my friends suggested ghost hunting at Bachelors Grove we still haven't gone and I told them my story. My brother was there and while hearing my story stopped me and told me about seeing the same dark black shadow in his bathroom straight across from his bed. He said it seemed to stare at him and he would become paralyzed. He also mentioned the weird piss-like smell. Moral of the story. Intense rage seems to get weird shit out of your house pretty quickly. True story. My grandmother once lived in an old, three-story house. It was set in the woods and slightly run down. It needed new paint. Some of the floorboards would creak and the doorways were no longer straight from where the house had settled over the years. The house itself always gave me a slightly uneasy feeling. However, I have an overactive imagination and at the time of this event I was heavily into my Stephen King horror phase I was about 10. The third floor of the house contained three bedrooms. One bedroom belonged to my Aunt Beth, who was eight years older than me and wanted very little to do with my brother or myself. Since we stayed at Granny's during the day while Mom and Dad worked, I think it was a jealousy thing. Beth was my mom's youngest sister and the baby of the family. While I was the first grandchild, about three months after they moved into this house, Beth started complaining about noises coming from the walls in her room that kept her up at night. Granny and Papa dismissed her complaints. But when my other aunt who lived there began to echo her concerns, they decided to investigate. I was there when Granny took Beth upstairs and began searching her room, just to prove there was nothing there. 
The rat traps they'd sat hadn't worked and they owned three cats, so mice were not likely the culprit. Anyway, while moving a big dresser away from the wall, they discovered a piece of plywood nailed to the wall. It wasn't even painted. I should mention the dresser had come with the house, as had a lot of the furniture. Granny, being Granny, immediately took a hammer and crowbar and tore off the plywood. Behind it was a small door, I am not kidding when I say small, it was about 3 feet high and narrow, an adult man would have to really squeeze to get in there. The door was locked but granny got it open anyhow. Inside was a little hallway, very dusty, that opened into a tiny room. I could walk in the hallway if I hunkered over, an adult would have to crawl, and could only sit in the little room. There was a small chair, doll sized, in that room nothing else. The walls had been covered in wallpaper that was now very yellowed with age. Dust and cobwebs everywhere. I sneezed for days after this little adventure. What we finally noticed, and what still haunts me to this day, was the fresh looking scratches on the walls of the tiny room and the little hallway. NT scratches. Really, more like gouges in the wall. These gouges were in groups of three, as if whatever Claude had responsible had only three fingers. There was no dust in the gouges, they looked fresh. We backtracked out of that little room, not saying a word. Granny nailed the plywood back in place and moved the dresser back against the wall. And that was that. Two night later Beth moved into her sister's room and they kept that room locked until they moved out a year later. The house was eventually abandoned. I went back with a group of my friends in high school to show them the little room, but the stairs were in really bad shape and rotten. The house was torn down not long after. I was about 6 years old when our washer broke and we had to go to the laundromat at Little Shopping Center to do our laundry for a little while. I remember it was a warm June afternoon just before dusk I was sitting on the back of my mom's car eating some candy when I heard the roar of engines coming down the boulevard in front of me. I could see down the road it was two vehicles, a primer colored hot rod and a van racing at top speed side by side. As they neared the intersection where I was at the road rose ever so slightly and they were going so fast both vehicles rose and collided sides in midair. The van kept going but the car rolled twice fast and hopped on the third roll and as the car rose the guy was coming out ever so much and his head was chopped clean off when the car landed the real freaky part is the head rolled into the gutter about six feet directly in front of where i was sitting I was standing in front of my house WTH my dad on a spring day when I was 7. We were looking across the street at the neighbor's house, making casual conversation to pass the time. Suddenly, we see about three crows start to circle around the house. Then, one of the crows dives into our neighbor's yard and starts to pull apart their storm drain the water spout that catches roof water and sends it to the ground. It appeared that a family of finches had built a nest in the drain, and the crows wanted to eat the eggs. They succeeded. But that was not all. The crows then caught one of the finches, ripped its head off, and started to eat it. The other finch started off in fright, abandoning its home. About three minutes later, I shit you not, the finch returns with about 50 other finches, and they start to attack the crows. The crows took down a couple more of the finches, but they were covered in a massive swarm of angry feathers. Two of the crows were ripped to shreds within minutes, and the other one got away but fell to the ground after making it to a nearby hill probably due to a damaged wing. It was very scary for my young mind, and I had had just seen the horror movie The Birds. After everything was done, my dad turns to me and says, what the duck? That was the first time I heard him swear. Buried but it's worth a try. Didn't happen to me, but someone I know, friend in her second year of college away from home living in a one-bedroom apartment by herself. Living alone she was always super conscious of locking her doors and everything. Comes back from class one day and notices that her stuff was not how it was when she left. Clothes on the floor, papers rustled, etc. And there was a picture on her floor of a little black boy whom she had never seen before. Enough was out of place that she was way weirded out and she called the police. Police come to investigate can't find any evidence of breaking and entering and they ask if they can take her computer. They take it. She's freaked but she tries not to worry about it. Next day police show up. 
bring her the computer and tell her that they found something on it. They open her Microsoft Word and find 100s of letters to her. Weird ass love letters talking about her. Every single one ended the same way. If you don't believe me just look under your bed. No joke, they look under her bed. Lift up her mattress to find 100s of used condoms. Needless to say she noped right out of there and moved back home the next day. Never found out who it was. Assumed it was someone working maintenance considering doors were always locked and she came home to them locked when the incident occurred. I had a beautiful cat named Oreo who we had to put down due to terminal cancer of the jaw in early mid-2011. During that time I was away in Anaheim doing an internship, so I never really got to say goodbye or be with her when she passed. And that was really hard on me since I had been her caretaker for about 15 years. I returned home from the program drained and depressed. Two days after moving back, I was laying in bed, watching a movie, when I heard a distinct questioning meow. I automatically got up to check the cat food and water and fetch a treat. I stopped myself, stunned. I didn't own any cats. I was entirely alone in our tiny condo. I recognized that meow. It was Oreo. It was the meow she made when she was asking for attention. I stood dumbfounded for a minute, perfectly still, hoping for the sound again. Nothing. Last year I was staying in a vacation home with my family in Street, Pete, Florida right on the water. At the time my nephew was about four and a half. So it's like 10 p.m. and my nephew and I are swimming in the backyard pool. We only let him stay up this late because it was summer, and my parents and sister were off stealing plants. That's another story though. But we're swimming and suddenly my nephew gets this look of complete horror on his face and is staring out into the ocean. He starts tearing up and says the bone man is here. And I go what? What are you talking about sweetie? He goes out there. The bone man is there. He wants to hurt us. I look out to the ocean and it's pretty dimly lit from the moon and see nothing. I go where? Where do you see anything? And he just points to the ocean and whispers right there. Naturally I scoop him up, run inside, and lock all of the doors. Family comes home later and I tell them the story and they kind of laugh it off. 4 a.m. rolls around and my sister and I are watching Shark Week in the living room and my nephew is sleeping on the couch. He twitches, stands up. Eyes still closed and starts swaying back and forth, full on paranormal activity style. I freak out. My sister tries to wake him up. When he opens his eyes he says, he's outside and passes out. Still get shivers thinking about it. I grew up in the south in the late 70s and early 80s. My grandmother lived on a cotton farm in SC and my cousin and I would go visit her during the summer. We'd help out on the farm. But during the heat of the day we'd go swimming in the river to cool off. Our favorite spot was fairly isolated, so we never really saw anyone else. But there was an old dirt road that ran from the gravel road back to an abandoned farmhouse in the woods. My cousin and I were in the river when we saw a cloud of dust in the distance. We thought maybe our uncle was coming to take us back to the farm. But we always swam for an hour or so after lunch. And he never drove the tractor to come get us. We'd heard stories about some backwoods family who'd gone all deliverance on some kids a few summers ago. But we figured it had to just be our uncle trying to freak us out. Regardless, we snuck up to the river bank so we could see the dirt road. But we'd still be hidden in the trees. We saw a ratty Oldsmobile Delta 88 with blacked out windows creeping down the dirt road. The car didn't belong to anyone we knew. I only remember the make and model because I knew it was the evil dead car. And because of what happened next. After it passed by our hiding spot, we noticed it didn't have a license plate. It drove another 30 yards or so and then stopped. A black garbage bag flew out of the passenger window and into the field. It was about the size of a football. Then the car made a slow and methodical three-point turn, taking great pains not to let the tires venture too far into the cotton field. It made its way back the direction it came, until it disappeared out of sight. My cousin and I had remained silent throughout the event, and with the car gone we looked at each other. I wish we would have just ignored it. I wish we would have headed back to farm. I wish we would have told our uncle or our grandmother what we had seen and had them come investigate. But we were 13, 
curiosity was killing us. We had to look in that bag. As we left our hiding place and headed down the road, we looked around nervously, hoping the delt wouldn't show up again. As we got close to the drop zone, we could see blood on some of the cotton directly above the bag's resting place. We looked at each other one last time, and then we opened the bag. There, in the bottom of the bag, wrapped in a bloody washcloth, was a tiny baby girl. She looked like she might have just been asleep, but she wasn't. The image of her, lying there, naked, bloody, and discarded, has haunted me ever since. My wife and I just moved into a brand new house this past July. There are definitely creaks and weird nosies from the house settling. However, I had a buddy over one night. We all had got a little drunk and as we were going to bed, my buddy jokingly knocks on our bedroom door and asks if he can sleep in our bed because there is a ghost in his room. Go to bed Rodney, I say. The next day, after he went home, he told me his girlfriend asked him, so, you called me last night. He didn't remember calling her, so he checked his phone and there was no record of any new outgoing calls. He told her that he didn't call her, and she said, that's interesting because I had a missed call last night from you, and a voicemail. Listen to this. What came next was the weirdest thing ever. It was this loud droning noise with lots of feedback and interference. Her phone would translate any voicemail into text. So while you heard this weird growling sound, the text message read, Help me. Help me. Are you there? Help me please. Creeped out. Okay, I still get chills when I think about this but here it goes. It was a weekend night, a Saturday I think. I was home alone that night since my wife was out of town, so, I had the whole house to myself. I was cleaning up after a quick dinner I made and something outside the window above the sink caught my attention. I saw what appeared to be movement out of the corner of my eye. It startled me and I immediately stopped what I was doing and looked out the window, scanning for anything in the pitch black backyard. After a minute or two of trying to see anything through the dirty window, I cautiously went back to cleaning up. I honestly thought it might have been a big bird or something that flew past the window. No more than a minute or two later, the motion sensor light about my back patio turned on. Now this will only turn on if a large object passes in front of it. A bird will not trigger the light. I instantly grab the closest, largest knife I see and move slowly to the back door. I could still see the light from the motion sensor floodlight bleeding through the closed patio door curtains. I remember thinking at this point about whether I should quickly jerk the curtains completely open or try and peek through a slit. I chose the latter. So, without moving too fast or making a lot of noise I peeked outside and initially I didn't see anything. However, after a moment I noticed something just out of reach of the floodlight. I couldn't completely make it out but the color was grayish and had a curved shape. It was also moving slightly. The movement was almost like a rocking motion. I remember struggling to make sense of what it was. I was going through everything I could think of trying to explain it. I just couldn't make it out. I had never seen anything like it. As I'm standing there, peeking through the curtain at this thing, it stands up. What I was looking at the whole time appeared to have been its back as it was hunched over and squatting down on the ground. Okay, so at this point I'm ready to defend myself. I thought for sure this was some freak in my backyard and he's going to try and break in. Right then, with its back still to me, it slowly turns its head to look back in my direction. When I saw its face, I jumped back from the door in fear while making a not so manly sound. I couldn't believe what I had just seen. The split second I saw its face felt like 10 minutes. It had huge, dark reddish eyes. I mean huge. The eyes were way too big for its face, which was pretty much featureless and expressionless. As I backed away from the door trembling with a knife in my hand, I could now see a shadow through the curtains. This thing had come up to the door and was standing there. This thing was tall. It had to be at least as tall as me 6'4 and it was still rocking back and forth which very much unnerved me. At this point my heart was beating so hard that I actually thought a heart attack was imminent. I clutched the knife and yelled at the figure. I don't remember exactly what I said but I know it involved some threats and some cussing. Right then, 
the floodlight cut off. This in itself startled me for a second. I was still holding the knife but had stopped yelling. Everything was silent, except for my heart beating in my ears. However, it couldn't have been more than 10 seconds later when the floodlight turned back on, which made me jump again. When I looked at the door, the shadow was no longer there so I knew whatever it was had moved. I had a feeling it was still out there though, so. I crept up to the door again completely expecting this thing to jump out of the shadows. I peeked through the curtains and into the backyard. I saw nothing in the light and couldn't make out anything beyond that. I remember staring for what seemed like hours, but was only a few minutes until the floodlight timer made the light turn off. After a little while of just standing in my kitchen holding a knife I mustered a little courage and went outside with a flashlight to make sure it was gone. A few sweeps of the flashlight was all I could do before I slammed the door shut and locked it. I still don't know what I saw and honestly don't like thinking about it too much as it just freaks me out. I suppose some would say it was a grey alien, but who knows. All I know is that I don't ever want to see it again especially in my backyard. When I was in high school we moved into a new house. Very quickly my older sister and I learned that there was no way of sneaking out of the house. As my mom's room was by the front door, the sliding glass doors were too loud, and the door leading into the garage, no matter how slowly, gently, you could always hear it open shut. And with all tile floor and being as heavy footed as I am, you could always hear me walk. Well one night, I am laying in bed and just as I am about to fall asleep, I hear what sounds like someone running barefoot on the tile floor from the garage door, to my hallway, back to the garage door. But I never once heard the door open, I was frozen. Like you see in the movies, it was so loud, it was a school night, and why would anyone be running? It's 12.30 at night. Then I thought maybe it was my little sister, but, that's not like her. Still frozen, can't move. After about 15 minutes, I got up, and grabbed the nearest weapon of choice, my hairbrush. My older sister's room was next to mine at the end of the hallway and I figured that would be the safest option because I would have to cross over to get to my mom's room. And with the open layout, there was no sneaking if there was a murderer. Well I went full force into my sister's door with the plan of barging it but it was locked. After that recovery, I asked her why she was running in the hallway. She opened the door and said, I thought that was you. She convinced me to run into my mom's room, where I found her and my little sister dead asleep. I finally got my mom to wake up. She called the cops because she thought it was one of the teenagers in the area. When they showed up, we went out the front door and were standing on the patio talking to the the cop. The door was still open. In the midst of the conversation, someone, or thing, rings the doorbell. Then again. Then a few times in a row. Pauses. Then multiple times in a row. Pauses. Then one more time. All of us stood there. Half turned around with a WTF look on our face. The cop legitimately said, I don't deal with paranormal shit. I thought he was joking but when I turned around he was already getting into his car. I am forever convinced our house was haunted other incidents occurred. Too. Which makes me think this. Thanks for watching. Don't leave before leaving a like to this video. Also hit the subscribe button to support my work. And as always, have a horrific nightmare my dear.